Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Whiskey Culture Podcast, your wide window into the world of whiskey. Today, we have our guest, Phil, with us. Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing well. Phil and I met on uh, Facebook and the whiskey circles, as I tend to do with many other whiskey enthusiasts, but uh, Phil had a story that stuck out, and it's really indicative of the whiskey community as a whole. Um I mean, it, it was just a, a bunch of people showed up when it mattered most and helped a fellow whiskey enthusiast uh, who was unable to hunt whiskey for a while, look for uh, and acquire some bottles that they really wanted to try. Um, is, that's right, Phil? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll kind of backdate uh, kind of my experience with the Tampa whiskey culture. Um I actually joined the Whiskey Society group uh, quite a few years back because one of the members, um, his name's Max, he no longer lives here, he moved out to Philadelphia, um, but him and his wife were moving to Tampa from California and they booked me to shoot their wedding because I'm a wedding photographer. Um, nice. And kind of our love for whiskey kind of like helped spark that relationship when him and I first started talking. And when he moved here, him and his like, kind of blog at the time, Superfly Bourbon Club, um, they were really involved with Tampa Bay Whiskey Society. So he was like, you have to be part of this, you know, come out to the events. And I started going to them. Um, and then I met Lana Sutton, um, who was heavily involved at the time. And she was putting on a lot of the events. Um, I met her at his wedding. And so I kind of like haven't been as involved with, you know, Facebook in a long time, like it just kind of detached from me. Um, but then I was kind of like stuck in this hospital bed after an eye tumor slash brain tumor surgery. Um, and I'm in Tampa general and I see someone post, um, that, you know, they were going to have the angels envy 25 year available that week. And since I'm part of the angels envy 500 club, I get like the emails and stuff like that. And they're like, make sure you get out to your store. You know, it's only going to be limited quantities in each city. And so yeah. I had like posted like, Hey, if someone, you know, sees one of these, if you wouldn't mind letting me know so I can send someone out, to, to grab one, I'm going to be in the hospital fighting this, you know, and recovering for like the next month or two. Um, and a few people kind of just sparked up out of nowhere and they were like, Hey, let, let us buy this bottle for you. And I was like, man, that's incredible. That's like a $250 bottle. Like you're insane. Um, and so the guys from Davidoff were like, Hey, I'll hold it for you guys. If you want to buy one for Phil. Um, and then he reached out to me a few days later and was like, hey, none of them responded to, to like messaging me. So I was like, all right, don't worry about it. And he was like, actually, why don't you just come in? And so I got out of the hospital, was home for a few days, went in, and he was like, this is from us to you. And that was like the first big thing, was like seeing a store that I've smoked cigars at and have had whiskey at for the last however many years living in Tampa, um, just seeing them kind of like step up and be like, this one's on us was really, really cool. Um, and, and, and then the it kind of just guys. continued. Yeah. That was the Davidoff guys. That was Dude, like, I, the I first, gotta say like, they're, they're amazing over there, man. Tommy is, is just one of the people with the biggest hearts that you'll ever meet, man. Yeah. He's, he's a huge whiskey enthusiast. He's got a great palate. 
Um, but I mean, he, he knows his stuff and he loves his community. So it's really yeah. cool to hear that they were some of the people that stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. They stepped up and they were just like super, super kind to me. Um, and so I was kind of like just ecstatic about that, you know, and then out of nowhere, you know, multiple other people started really just showing love. Um, you know, uh, there's a guy named James who's very heavily involved in the community. Um, and he's a wedding DJ. And so him and I have kind of worked together throughout the years, you know, and he was like, Hey, as soon as you can bounce back on your feet, you're coming out to, you know, a store with me that my good friend George runs, uh, sunshine liquors. And I was like, all right, cool. So when I was finally able to drive, I took the drive out there and I felt like I was driving forever. I don't think I've ever been to that part of Tampa until I went to this store. Um, so we went out there and George met me that day and treated me like he knew me forever. Um, let me sample a bunch of stuff and then was like, Hey, why don't you have James go back and tell you what's available from our allocated selection? And like gave me, you know, such, such like access to something that is pretty much given to like those people that are really, really yeah. close to him or that have shown support for the store forever. But the fact that James and I were close and he knew my situation, he was like, come out to the store, have access to the allocated. This one bottles from me to you like as a gift. And so that was a super cool experience between James and George. Um, and then Jimmy at Gaspers was just really, really nice um, and, and helpful. And then Ingrid, from Whistlepig was super sweet. She messaged me. She's like, Hey, I know we don't know each other, but I see what you're going through. And you know, I'm in your corner. What's your address? And then she sent me like a 12 year and some syrup and some socks and some coffee beans. Um, yeah, and then, amazing. you know, yeah, it was amazing. And then the last one was, wasn't even like something like that. It was, I had talked to whoever runs Mictors, which was kind of crazy because I listened to your podcast about like the people that run the social media isn't usually the people that are part of the marketing, uh, part of yeah. the actual company. Um, but I had messaged them. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm getting back from, you know, my surgery and I work with a lot of like whiskey brands and stuff like that. And like cocktail brands doing like photography in my studio. Like I would love to have the opportunity to do some stuff for you, even if it's with stuff that I already have. And they were like, hey, we saw what you're going through and we don't need any photos, but we're sending you some bottles. And so like, it was just cool to kind of see like the whole community step up because a lot of communities will step up for the people that they really, really know intimately. Yeah. But this community was like a bunch of people besides James that I had never really spent a ton of time talking to. And they were all just like, this one's on me. And it was just a really cool experience. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, the, the whiskey community as a whole in, in across the country is, is very strong, but in, there's certain, you know, I would say communal meccas, uh, if you will, and Tampa yeah. being one of them where there's just a really strong presence, but there are also some really incredible people like George, you were talking about Tommy from David off, uh, you know, Ingrid with Whistlepig. They're just insanely unique individuals that yeah. are, I mean, they're just, they're fixtures of the community that are irreplaceable. And I mean, yeah. it, it's just amazing to see, you know, you were going through something and it, it wasn't just individuals, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't just members of the whiskey community that, that, yeah. that you know, put up to, to help you out. It, it's people that, you know, it, it's 
people that own high, very, very, you know, highly reviewed, you know, highly, um, trafficked, you know, whiskey bars here in Tampa, Yeah, like Davidoff, it's, it's one of the biggest whiskeys. I mean, if not the biggest whiskey selection you can get in the Tampa Bay area. And Tommy is known by just about everybody. And he took the time out of his day to help you out. You know, Ingrid, she's, she's all over the place all the time, repping whistle pig. She's one of the sweetest people ever. She, you know, she shows up at a lot of our events and, um, I mean, for, for her to take the time to, to rep such a large brand and make sure that she got through that story and, and, and Michter's too, you know, it's a huge national brand and they didn't want anything. They just wanted to help out and they wanted to make a difference in the community with somebody. And I think that that, I mean, that's just indicative of, of what's going on in the whiskey yeah. community as a whole. It's a group yeah. of individuals from all walks of life that are willing to take the time to help each other out, that are willing to share this common passion but but not just share a common passion, but share a true love of, you know, whiskey, history, community, culture, and all the people that make it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, I didn't really w- witness that, you know, or experience that until recently, you know, and it's not that the whiskey culture hasn't been like that. It's that when it comes to most of my connections, I'm more affiliated with a lot of the people who run the cocktail bars, you know, and and stuff like that more so than just the whiskey bars. Um, and so like seeing that the relationship that like I have with people in that scene is very similar to what I'm now seeing throughout the whiskey society, you know, like just seeing, you know, there was one guy, I don't even remember his name. He was just like, Hey, I'm going up to this place. And I saw that recently when you were at Kenny's liquors, uh, in New Smyrna that you took one for the team and like asked if anybody needed anything. He's like, I want to return the favor. Like, and I didn't even know who he was, you know, he's like, what, what can I pick up for you while I'm out there? Um, so just seeing that people are kind of very much washing each other's backs, um, is pretty cool. You know, I was talking to someone, uh, yesterday, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, Anthony, Anthony James. Um, yeah, yeah, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were kind of talking, we were like, just, having conversation. I'm getting some like whiskey glasses from him. Um, and he was like, wait, you're a wedding photographer. Do you know James? And he's like, James is DJing my wedding. And so it was kind of cool to see like, (laughs) all right, this is a really like well-knit community, you know? So, so that's really refreshing to see. And I'm kind of excited to press into it more, you know, because I see that people are very like, obviously like in any Facebook group, you got the trolls. Um, but besides that, you know, yeah. there's some really, really solid people within, you know, that community. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I mean, that that's a hundred percent, you know, just like any community, you've got the people that are not as savory, if you will. Um, but you know, you've got the, the not so savory individuals, but then you've also got the people that just, they, they shine, they, they stand up, yeah. you know, Anthony is an amazing person, um, you know, over with neat freaks. He's, he's a great guy. Um, good friend. I see him at a ton of events and, um, he's just another one of those people, you know, that has a, a huge passion for what we do and, uh, a huge passion for just whiskey and the community in general. But, you know, Tampa is, is one of those meccas where there's just a lot of those shining individuals that really yeah. make a difference in the community. And it's one of those things that, you know, you'll see people at bars, you'll say, Hey, you'll, you'll start to see familiar faces that, you know, people that frequent the same whiskey bar, you'll see people that frequent the same store, um, you know, and all of that. But, but then you'll, 
you'll see these people that when it matters, they'll step up. They'll yeah. take out of their own pocket to give to somebody else. They'll go out of their way and not ask for anything in return. And that's, that's that kind of shining diamond of the whiskey community is that you've got all these people and, and there's a lot of, you know, shared pours and good memories and laughs and yeah. friends and all of that. But when, when it really matters, people in the whiskey community will step up and there's a lot of charity that's going on. Like we have the charity event coming up in April um, the Dram Jam, it's our first annual charity okay. and we're doing canines for warriors, but you know, you'll see a lot of these people where somebody in the community needs something or is hurt and you'll see a bunch of whiskey enthusiasts come together and put up yeah. bottles from their own collection. You know, they'll, they'll put up rare whiskey that is, you know, a bottle's worth a thousand dollars and they'll, they'll yeah. happily pull it off their shelf if it means helping somebody out when they need it most in our community. And I think that's, it's something that you don't see a lot of anymore today, yeah. um, especially in a small community and, and in a niche community like, you know, like the whiskey community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and before I move on from there, there's one other person uh, or team that I wanted to shout out. Um, so I've been a huge scotch guy, you know, ever since I really, really got into whiskey. Like I'm a very scotch forward, Isla, heavily peated. Um, the kind of stuff that some people are like, don't put that anywhere near my mouth. It tastes like campfire. Like I delight yeah. <laughs> in those things. Um, and so one of my favorite bottles, um, for years, and I tasted it for the first time at Burns was Ardbeg Galileo. And I've mm -hmm. been trying to find that bottle forever. And it's like, just ridiculous. Like thousand dollars here, thousand dollars there plus shipping. And I'm like, all right, that's probably never going to happen. Um, but the guys at Burns actually let me purchase a bottle from their actual like restaurant selection and brought it over to um, their fine wine and spirits store so that I can purchase that bottle, um, which was really stand up too. Um, and so since then, like really wanting to press in more into like, okay, I'm a huge scotch guy, but I want to push myself, you know, like I, I yeah. go through the same bourbons and the same rise all the time. You know, it's like, my steadies. Um, and so James has been, you know, clutching that, like really pushing me into some other stuff. Um, so I love that group because it kind of like helps me kind of connect with different people and be yeah. like, okay, I probably would have never tried this if it wasn't for so-and-so, you know? And so allowing that kind of relationship to start forming is something that I'm enjoying and looking forward to as well. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's, that's one of those things that, um, I mean, again, we've just got a, a lot of great people here in Tampa, but um, kind of honing in and, and moving on a little bit with with the Scotch yeah. side of things. It's that, that's a whole different world that a lot of people don't <laughs> get into, man. And in doing some 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 of the Ardbeg stuff, man, it, power to you. I like peated Scotch, you know, a, a lot, but th there's there's a limit for me. I'm trying to get into that type of stuff, but that power to you, man. That is just, there's way, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't, I mean, it's not that I can't stand it. I can drink it, but it's, it's just a little too much for me to, to yeah. palpably enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And that makes sense. Like for, for, for me, like it was crazy. Cause like a lot of the people I hung out with outside of the group, are all scotch lovers, you know? So like yeah. a lot of my personal community, you know, if it tastes like a campfire in your mouth, 
we want it, you know? Um, and so I think at first that's what kind of made me like not be as involved with, you know, the, the different whiskey groups is like, man, you know, I want to go to scotch events, you know, like there's not many scotch events. Um, but then realizing that like I was limiting myself, you know, like, cause I was yeah. kind of the opposite way. I was like, man, most bourbons and ryes are too sweet for me. Um, like I want it to be this, you know? And then when I kind of stepped out of that and was like, okay, there's a lot of things that I'm missing out on by just being on this like scotch kick for like however many years. Um, and then realizing that there's so many flavor notes that I was missing because I wasn't allowing myself to really dive in. Um, and so, so now it's just fun, man. Like it's really fun to pick up a store select and be like, okay, this is completely different than the other store select that I got, you know, two weeks ago, same brand, you know, and just kind of enjoy that rabbit hole that is whiskey in its totality. You mean like this rabbit hole? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Set that over there. Anyways, uh, that was a non-planned gag, everyone. So enjoy that. Um, but anyway, so, so you kind of started in on the scotch side of things, uh, yeah. primarily. So that's like almost the polar opposite of everybody else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like every, well, everyone kind of starts with like a 90 proof bourbon and then they, they kind of creep up and then they, they start slowly clawing their way into the scotch world. Yeah. Well, it was weird. So I have a very, very different whiskey journey. Um, matter of fact, before I really dove into it, um, I had a really bad experience with alcohol growing up, um, kind of put a disdain in my mouth towards alcohol with a lot of family members that like battled some things, you know, um, including my stepdad. Um, so when I was like about 17, 18, I actually was something called straight edge, um, which in the subculture music scene that I was a part of, it like abstains from alcohol. You know, it's like a, I will yeah, not drink, yeah. I will not smoke, you know, whatever. Um, and I was that way for years till I realized that like, I kind of had this unhealthy view and mindset of it. And it was some friends who, you know, did enjoy the actual flavors and stuff like that, uh, uh, of bourbons and stuff like that, that kind of made me realize that like, I'm judging people, you know, that are just enjoying something like yeah. based off of my past bad experience with what, you know, abusive, you know, relationships I had with alcohol or whatever. Um, and so when I first started, it was a few sweet stuff and then like some really chick like cocktails. Uh, when I broke into it, like me and my wife went to Ciro's the first time and she ordered Great something place. and I ordered something and the bartender brought me her drink and brought her my drink thinking that like the very floral female type forward uh, drink was mine. Um, and he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect. I was like, no, it's good. Uh, but then I, I tasted say though, man, there's, there's, it's not that way anymore. There's a lot of those, those preconceived notions, man. But I, I gotta say there's, yep. there have been a lot of women that have out drank me at events Oh yeah. Tenfold and held their liquor a hell of a lot better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, so like, I was just like, all right, but it was the first time I tasted Lagavulin 16 that oh, good I stuff. went good from stuff. enjoying whiskey to loving whiskey. Um, and so that's where the like 
Scotch influence kind of came from was like, okay, I've loved every bourbon that I've had before, but I'm in love with this Scotch bottle. So I wanted to purchase anything and everything that kind of tasted like that. And now I'm kind of, like you said, reversing it and trying to, you know, dive into some of the less peated forward stuff and enjoy more of the different flavors that are out there. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's awesome. I, I, I love the kind of juxtaposition of how it, it was. It's a little different than the, the typical whiskey journey. When you said it's different, everyone's like, I have a little bit of a different whiskey journey, but yours is actually quite different. <laughs> Everyone's like, I've got a different, a very different whiskey journey. So I started with bourbon and then I got into American whiskeys and then the proof went up and then I started drinking scotch and you're like, yeah. So like most people, 95% <laughs> of the population. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's so good to hear uh, that. I mean, so obviously everything went well for you when it, when it came to the surgery for, you know, yeah for the, the tumor and everything. But, you know, out of that, I mean, that's got, that had to have been a very traumatic time, you know, period. Yeah. I mean, for anybody, but to have people come back to you and, and, and do these things for you all across your city. I mean, was that, was that kind of a light in that time? You know, something that you oh, yeah. looked forward to that you were like, wow, this is, I'm going through this, but all of these people are coming out of the woodworks. People I've never met. Yeah. To, to help me in this time of need. Yeah. You know, it was a hard time because I had the surgery, you know, and it went better than expected, went home for a few days and then came out with this crazy infection and wound up back in the hospital, like nonstop. Um, and with everything that's going on with COVID, you know, it was really hard because my children are too young to come visit me, Mm -hmm. you know? So I got to see, you know, in the like 12 days that I was there, I got to see my boys for like an hour, you know, because they were able to take me outside twice, you know, for like 30 minutes and I could see the boys outside. Um, and I saw my wife for like two of those days because we don't have family here. So she was with the boys. Um, yeah. And so that was a hard time because that was during Christmas and New Year's. So I wasn't with the family for Christmas or New Year's. So it was really like on top of, what I was battling with health wise, emotionally, it was hard, you know? So yeah. to have people just like send encouraging messages like that, like I probably have never seen so many comments in a whiskey society group, like post period, yeah. like hundreds of people just being like, Hey, we're here for you. We're rooting for you. Like praying for you, like people that I've never met, you know? And then these people offering to purchase bottles. There was one guy I'm still trying to find, his message from forever ago. He's like, Hey, we actually have this like hotel type thing on the beach with when you and your wife get better, why don't you come spend a few days here and have some whiskey on us? Like me and my wife want to take care of you. Like just people like doing things that they don't need to do, you know? And like one of the few visitors I had, my good friend, Kyle, like he comes in to visit and he hands me a bottle of Eagle Rare, you know? And I'm like, man, you know, like the whiskey community from like people I know to I don't know have really, really stepped up, you know? Even to the point that like th- more people that I didn't know were reaching out to than like some people that I do know that I was like, where were you at when I was in there? You know, but the Whiskey Society yeah. was like constantly checking on me. Um, so it was really encouraging to feel like, yo, there's so many people in this group that 
really care and have my back, you know? And, and so that was encouraging for those times where you're kind of in the hospital, just like staring at a wall, wishing you were home. So yeah, I'm thankful yeah. for the community for sure. Well, awesome. Well, Phil, thank you for taking the time to spend with us here on the podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure having you here and, and hearing, you know, all of the, uh, you know, this, I, I don't want to say silver lining, but you know, to, to hear that there were, were some positives that, yeah. that came alongside a, a difficult time and that people in the whiskey community and in your, you know, your whiskey community were stepping up and, and helping you out and, um, it's just a, a great story to hear. So I, I appreciate you, Phil. Um, I'm glad to hear that everything went better. I know that was a, a difficult time for you, but, um, I, I'm so glad that, that people stepped up and, and helped you out and helped, you know, make sure that a fellow whiskey enthusiast wasn't, wasn't, uh, their cabinet wasn't going too dry. So, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that story with us, my friend. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you all for, uh, for joining us for another episode of the Whiskey Culture Podcast, your window into the wide world of whiskey. You can follow us on all major social channels. Uh, you can follow Whiskey Culture, um, whiskeyculture.com and linktree.com forward slash whiskey culture. Thank you guys so much and uh, have a great one.